Thank you for downloading Fun Employment Radio. Don't forget, when you're shopping on Amazon, to go to funemploymentradio.com first and click on the Amazon banner at the top of the page. It's free for you, and it helps us out tremendously. Thanks a lot. Here's the show. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio is here. Hot dogs for pad thai is not a fair trade. <laughs> it sounds that like is a not beautiful how that works story. Out. No, that is, that's not how that works. I bring in this delicious pad thai, my leftovers. If I don't eat it now, I'm going to eat it for dinner. And you have these hot dogs. I'm not going to say they're bad hot dogs. They're I gave good, you a hot dog already. I gave just, you the, samples, the sampler free. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now you're trying to hook me in. It's just a hot dog. You don't have any buns or anything else. And you're trying to trade a hot dog for pad thai. Well, I mean, hot dogs are delicious. It's not just any kind of hot dog. It's a Hebrew national. They're no. the most delicious of all hot dogs. No, that is not a fair trade. In the trade, in the trading of food, that doesn't work out. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. All right, uh, we've got a bunch of stuff that we're going to get to today. I do want to say this. Thank you to everyone who listens to this show. Number one, thanks for that. Oh, yes. Number two, thank you for clicking on the Amazon link at funemploymentradio.com if you're going to buy anything from Amazon. Um, it does uh, help us out tremendously. Just one click. That's it. Go to funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Amazon link. You can bookmark that. And uh, there you go. Then it actually uh, And bada bing, bada bang. There it is. That's no. We're not going to do that. Is that going to be like, like your my, new? I'm in my auctioneer uh, mode right now because I totally think that if I pushed hard enough, I could get you to trade some pad thai for a hot dog. The pad thai is way better. I mean, it's like I oh, said. Don't you dare say anything bad. The about hot the dogs are fine, but this is pad thai. This is premium pad thai here, Sarah. This is this is stuff I saved this specifically because I was either going to eat it now or if I, I don't have time, then I'm going to eat it at home. It's not a good trade. A hot dog, just a hot dog too, not a bun, not an actual thing. And, and it's just a just a plain heated up hot dog for this del- already prepared pad thai that doesn't work out. I don't the know. math doesn't work on well, the trade. I'm throwing it in for you. Like what I'll do is I'll go ahead and I'll what I'll do is I'll heat up the hot dog for you and provide you with the fork. And <laughs> so you're gonna microwave you it for me for a minute. And I didn't think that I did have a bun to offer, but I do have one actually uh, pocket flatbread that you could wrap around it <laughs> too. So pocket. I will offer up the flatbread. With the hot dog. A pocket flatbread. It with, is. It's very healthy. Yeah, I'm it sure. Says it's, as you can tell when something's healthy because it puts healthy in the title because right. that clearly. Then that, that absolutely. Everything that, on the internet's true. Surely yes. that must mean it. Because mm-hmm. yes. it's, a, it's a healthy multigrain yeah, flatbread. For my pad thai. No, no. No, no, no. No I'm deal. Gonna, I will wrap no that deal. around a delicious Hebrew national hot dog. <laughs> That's still no deal. No dice. I am not trading for that. That is not good enough. You're not bringing anything to the tra- to the to the table here. This just isn't going to work out. I'm sorry. Right, well, your trade gonna is going to be best. That's fine. All right. If you think it's you can, loss. if you think you can sweeten the deal, you go ahead and think about that for a little bit. Uh, but with that, uh, of course, I don't know how we got back onto that again. Anyway, uh, go to funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Amazon link. So we got a bunch of stuff we're going to get to today, including how um, one one part of this is uh, I made a lady very angry over the weekend, but it was. <laughs> it was kind of awesome. Uh, so I'll explain that. I'll explain how that happened. All right. Uh, coming up here in a bit because we had we, – we have so much that we have to recap because we were um, we were going to some things with the Everything Is Festival over Yes, the which is still happening actually. There's still one more day. Yeah. Which and that's is today. Today, uh, mm-hmm. which is June 1st, 2015 here in Portland, Oregon. It's June, Greg. Oh my god, it's June. It, it is. Are we going to do that? No, but I just didn't June, realize yeah. that's already – 
Well, you stop. It's not doing it that thing. <laughs> I'm not doing it that thing, but it doesn't seem like it should already be fucking June. That's all I'm saying. This is true. This is the true You already story. won the Pad Thai War. There's statement. no me- reason to be mean to Are you, me. So you're conceding. You're conceding that I won, that your trade offer was bullshit. No. And that this, that no, I win. No, I'm not, you just I'm not conceded. conceding to you any conceded. of those things. You, you totally conceded. No, I just know how I can uh, – I have a better angle to work and I can just use that later. I'll just be like how hungry I am for how hard I'm working. Oh, you're going to oh, you're gonna try that because I'm not hungry and I don't work hard? Mm. No, the lady upstairs in the roommate wars, the roommate wars were lost partially because she accused me of uh, – <laughs> well, she said that she worked hard so that she could make more noise. No. So far, not good. Mm-hmm. You're, not, you're not coming to the table right. You get you got it. You got to. Well, noodles are really carb heavy anyway, and you know I don't really need that in my diet. Trying to get better, trying to you know Operation Hot Summer. Oh, now you're gonna now you're going for the shaming me angle. Uh huh. Mm. All right. So, so I mean, because noodles that. can be particularly heavy. They're you know harder harder to shed. <laughs> oh oh. So now this is the angle we're going to. Okay, still not working. Anyway. You better come up with something better than that. So let's let's talk about this Saturday because we did something that is a first here for Fun Employment Radio, kind of, because uh, the star guest uh, from this weekend where we went and met up with this, uh, met up for an interview. We did meet up for an interview. Was not a person at all, Sarah. <laughs> it was a cat by the name of Lil Bub. We interviewed, well, we did interview we did a interview, human. Yeah, yeah but I mean, but the cat was present the, the cat entire was the star. time. We wouldn't have been interviewing uh, Lil Bub's owner without Lil Bub. That's true. That's, that, Lil Bub is the star. Yeah, without uh, Lil Bub, there would be no Lil Bub's owner. No, mm-hmm. no, that is how that works. So here's what happened. So they were uh, in town. So if you don't know what Lil Bub is, I'll just say this. Get out Google. Get, break out your Googles. Just uh, go into the Googles. And type in Lil, L-I-L, Bub, and you will see what we're talking about. So what Lil Bub is, is this cat. It is a cat. And this is the probably the second most famous cat in the world. Mm-hmm. And I say that uh, not lightly because Lil Bub is a giant phenomenon. Yes. It's crazy. And believe me, I did not know. An inspirational, adorable phenomenon. <laughs> I did not know exactly what Lil Bub was uh, until within the last uh, couple of weeks or so. I've heard our friend talk about Lil Bub before, but I just had no idea. Mm-hmm. And I, I've had to explain it to so many people over the weekend, too, because I, I was encountering people that are like, saw that picture of you in a you and a cat. What's that all about? I'm like, okay. <laughs> Why are you posting bub. a picture of you and a cat? Like, I've never heard of this. And then they look it up and like, holy crap, they have millions and millions of fans. Millions of fans, millions of views. It's an empire. It is an I empire. I would say it's a three-year-old uh, challenged cat that has built an empire. That is what it is. Yes. And it's actually, once you start reading about it and finding out more about it, it's really a cool oh, thing. Oh, her story it's, it's, it's is inspiring for, and amazing, and like most of the money goes to help out, you know, charities. Charities, yeah. So it's it actually is for a very good cause, and we were very fortunate enough that we had Sarah had been talking back and forth with Lil Bub's owner, who's Mike, and uh, throughout the week to work out an interview that we were going to do on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and it did work out that we were able to do that. And then there's there's a couple of things with it. So we met. We're we're going to play the interview here in a minute. It's just a, kind of a quick interview talking about. About Mike and about what they do and what it's like traveling around city to city with his mm-hmm. cat and, you know, how that all works out and stuff like that. Um, but uh, but one of the things that we did is also we had our friend come along as our assistant because we needed somebody to film and, like, hold hold up stuff and, yep. you know, take care of everything. And she brought along her daughter. And her daughter is eight years old. And let me let me tell you, if you really want to know about Lil Bub, ask somebody under ask the an eight year old. Ask an eight year old girl about <laughs> Lil Bub because they will tell you all about Lil Bub. Oh my gosh, Jessica! So Jessica's daughter is such a fan of Lil Bub that Jessica uh, for uh, her, for Christmas last year bought Berlin a Lil Bub calendar. 
just a little calendar with a little mm-hmm. Berlin's her daughter. Berlin is her daughter's name. Uh, so bought her a calendar, and she videotaped Berlin opening the count, like the present with the little bub calendar inside of it, and Berlin just lost her mind with yeah. how excited she was for a cat calendar. For a cat calendar. Now, keep that in mind as Berlin gets to actually come with us to go and meet the actual cat. I mean, and we've had... You know, we've been fortunate enough with this show. We've had quite a few celebrities in, and every now and then we'll have somebody pull kind of a friend card where they want to meet a celebrity. And if we can make it happen, we'll make it happen. Can't always do it. No one has ever been as excited to meet uh, somebody that we are interviewing as she was about meeting the cat. And let's just say how how nice uh, Mike was, who's Lil Bub's owner. mm -hmm. Like, he was so, like, you could tell he genuinely loved the fact that she was so excited to meet the cat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was. He was very nice to do that. But I'm just saying, it was, it was really one of the coolest things I think about everything was her showing up. So, so she showed up. She already had her Lil Bub fan shirt on. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we got to meet the cat and just how excited she, she was about meeting this cat was one of the greatest things I've seen in a long time. So much so it was the, so funny. So it much, was so funny. So much so to the point where when uh, Mike had brought down a poster with Lil Bub, or Lil Bub, of course, had signed the poster, and then Mike did as well. And Mike was asking how to spell her name. And he's like, all right, like the city. And she's like, I don't know how to spell my name. Like she completely <laughs> froze with excitement. She forgot her name and how to spell it. It was, it was pretty she funny. she was too overwhelmed with excitement. It was pretty adorable. So, so they, they were kind of there in the background while we were doing the interview. But yeah, it was, we, we interviewed him at the hotel they were staying. At. So there's some noise in the background, um, definitely from from there's like a coffee shop there or something like that downstairs. But it was it was really cool of him oh, to take yeah. some time, and it honestly is for a very good cause. Uh, everything that he does, you know, a lot of the money goes to these charities that help out animals and, he talks and shelters, a bit about and, it, yeah, yeah, and different things like that. And why don't we go ahead and do this? Let, let's just go ahead and play our interview with Mike um, first, and then we'll then we'll come back and talk about the rest of the okay, day. the rest of her most Portlandiest day ever. Yeah. So here yes. is uh, Mike, who is owner of Lil Bub. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. All right, so uh, I'm Greg. This is Sarah, too, by the way. Hello, Just Greg and Sarah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, we are here with Mike and Lil Bub uh, here in Portland. So, actually, I just was just curious. Have you been to Portland before? Yeah, we were here. Um, that, that was Bub. <laughs> Bub with the magic of a mind. Um, we were here February of 2013. How long ago was that? Uh, About two years. Two years ago. Two yeah. years. Yeah. And we were here. We stayed here as well. And um, we came to be in the uh, music video for the Included. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yeah. So uh, that's Kimmy and Dawson, Aesop Rock's uh-huh. band. And uh, they asked for Bub to be in their video for their <laughs> song "Delicate Cycle." And um, so that was our first time we were here in our last time. Oh, wow. Yeah, Bob's been in a few music videos at this point now. I think so, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was, she was in that one. She made an appearance in a Reverend Peyton's Big Damn Band video. Was she in one with Andrew W.K.? Well, they did the, the song together. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. Well, and uh, you said so. He was in her video. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did a show last night, and Aesop Rock was part of that as well. Yeah, Kimmy and Aesop both uh, came, and actually, it was the, the highlight of the show is they wrote a song for Bub, and it was really brilliant. Oh I, my gosh! I was getting teary-eyed. Actually, it was pretty amazing. Oh, that is fantastic. Well, and with. Um, with this, I mean, it's it's got to be just kind of a trip, like traveling around city to city. Like, how much are you guys on the road? Um, you know, it, it, so like um, we were in Austin for South by in March, and then that was our last trip. And then before that, we did a whole bunch of trips, like in August, September, November. So it's like spaced out. Um, but now we're doing Portland and LA next week for CatCon LA. And then we Which come, looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, it should be pretty cool. Yeah. And then the weekend after that, we travel to Wisconsin to visit the in-laws, and then we go to Chicago the weekend after that. So 
it's right now it's like a busy time then we'll be off for like yeah. a month and then we'll so yeah we, we I estimate that she's traveled right around a hundred thousand miles oh my wow gosh. Now, how often are you pitched projects for her? Is it like a daily occurrence? Uh, it's pretty, it depends. Like, I mean, the amount of people that contact us about some one thing or another is, you know, two or three times a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it ranges from, um, do you want, we want Bub to make an appearance in this film with Kevin Spacey. Which is, <laughs> one, is, one, yeah. um, is that coming wow. up? Yeah, but everything, you know, you realize like the things I do like to do are the things that are very genuine and people are fans of Bub. Like this sort of thing, it's like, oh, it's a, Kevin Spacey's playing a cat. Let's get a bunch of the famous cats in for one mm-hmm. second and in exchange they can promote our movie on their social media channels. Ah. And, you know, I call them out for that stuff and it's like, ah, we'll see, maybe, I don't... I mean, I'm not going to turn down my cat being in a movie with Kevin Spacey. <laughs> right. But also, is she really in the movie with Kevin Spacey or is it like you're just trying to get me to help out get your multi-million, billion, whatever, you know? It's like, ah, that's not really what Bugs about. So we get a lot of stuff like, you know, be in this commercial or promote our... Stupid poop shovel, <laughs> you know, and I just say no to that stuff. But yeah. but then there's really genuine stuff like, um, and it's not about you know who it is or what it is. It's if it's genuine, we're mm-hmm. interested. And we just did this um, Kickstarter for Bub's next book with this dog Norbert, and um, it's a mother and daughter publisher um, called Polly Parker Press, and they created these. Um, Children, illustrated children's books called Norbert, um, oh. and Norbert's their dog, and he's actually smaller than Bob. He's three pounds. Wow! And I just saw a picture of him. And I said, "Dude, this this dog is phenomenal." And this, the message they have is very sweet. It's very endearing, and they're huge fans of Bob and the work we do. And they want to do this book, and I, you know, I was like, I, I just had my first kid, and I've been wanting to do a children's book, and it was like, this is a perfect. And they're so sweet and genuine and really wanted to, you know, me to contribute creatively. So it's like this thing. It's like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. And they will be successful because, well, you know, anything Bub <laughs> does is successful. Cause right. That's how she rolls. Um, Her resting on the table, right? And that's what we like to put our energy into is like special, important projects mm-hmm. that, you know, really fall in line with Bub's message. So, Well, and that's one of the cool things that you've done. I mean, just all the help and, you know, raising money for all these different organizations. Mm-hmm. You know, what's... What what are ways that people can help out with that? Just like by going to Lil Bub's website or well, yeah, you know, there's a lot of ways to help. One is basically just spreading a, a pretty simple message of awareness mm-hmm. that you know, if you have friends that say, "Oh, we want to get this purebred dog or purebred cat," just offer reasons why maybe they should adopt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that mm-hmm. simple, and yeah. you know, and it's. We don't like to judge people for doing that. You know, I actually grew up with a standard size poodle, and I loved him very much, but he had a lot of health issues mm-hmm. because he was purebred, and, you know, I, that's how I learned. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes people want a specific type of animal, and that's fine, but you can find them mm-hmm. in shelters. They get given up a lot by right. puppy mills and all this stuff. So, you know, they're as simple as that, or volunteering at your local animal shelter. Um, if you want to help uh, Bub's specific mm-hmm. cause, there's two ways. You can go directly to um, ASPCA.org slash LittleBub, and that's LittleBub's big fund for the ASPCA. It's the first national fund for special needs pets, and the money actually gets collected and distributed to shelters around the country in the form of grants. So it doesn't go to the ASPCA. It actually goes to their grant department. So all the money we raise goes to small shelters all over the country. So we've already, it's been a year and a few months and we've distributed $130,000. That's fantastic. That's amazing. Well, what a fun way to spend your time, you know, with your best buddy in the world and then getting to spread a message of positivity to everybody, making people happy wherever you go. That's that's your job, yeah. Yeah. 
and it's my job now too. <laughs> yeah. And I really love it. I mean, it's um, you can it's the best work I've ever done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. And I get to spend time with her. So. Uh, real quick, I do have to ask, how was the puppy bowl to see? And did you get to see at least part of it? So, full disclosure, I, I, know don't, what watch, I don't watch the puppy bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read it, I'm like, because I watch the puppy bowl. Every yeah, day, so. I've seen little bits and pieces of it. Nobody I know watches it but me. I don't watch, I don't you are the only one. one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Bub watched it, and she she really liked it. <laughs> um I had a question just about the about the chat show. Like, how did how did you get Michelle Obama on this? How did that happen? You mean how did Michelle Obama? How did Michelle Bob? Obama? <laughs> yes. How was she allowed on the show? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that we just got a call, and it's another thing. I'm always skeptical. It's uh-huh. like, oh, work with the White House. We'd love to work with you. It's like, okay, who else did you call? Yeah. Well. Will Ferrell. They called, and they called Bub. So. Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh. And. Um, and it turned out that, so the person who was in charge of this project, that's like the five-year anniversary of the Let's Move campaign, mm-hmm. um, was a big fan of Bob and always wanted to work with Bob. And, um, you know, she was like, hey, we'd love to work with you. I pitched something that would have been much cooler, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty cool, but I, I, I pitched this whole story where they would, she would fly and, and be warped into Michelle Obama's <laughs> hands, you know. I mean, I always pitch the craziest thing. And they said, you know, whatever you know, like, yeah, we can't do that. And, <laughs> and then I wrote a script that's, that I thought was the next best, and then there's their speech writers, you know, go through and chop it off. I mean, that's... The yeah. Way it yeah, yeah. I, I even got kind of, like, frustrated, like, well, if we can't do it the way that we want to do it, then we're just not going to do it. And then I, like, took a breath and was like, ah, uh, it's the first lady of the United States of America. Just do it. <laughs> and it turned out pretty good, I think. It's pretty funny. But, oh, yeah, exactly. they basically filmed, you know, uh, Michelle Obama's little speech, and we just chopped it up and made mm-hmm. it work yeah. within, the, within the show. Oh, so, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, you have the meet and greet today here. I've met it pretty quick. We do, yeah. That's actually, like, the most... Intense thing we do. I would imagine yeah. so. I mean, because people, you know, there's a lot of money going to charity for it, and a lot of people get the chance to um, meet Bob. Yeah, I mean, I, we, I worked out a system. We charge a whole lot of money to meet her, and it all goes to charity, or most of it. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, we have like really fancy art prints that we have to get made, but basically, all the proceeds go to charity. It ensures that um, only the, I mean, some people can't afford it, and that's too bad. But it, the bottom line is, it's it's all a donation. Mm-hmm. And it's the people that care the most about mm-hmm. Bob and what we do. So it's not just. I don't like to think of her as a, this famous celebrity internet sensation. That's not what she's about. Mm-hmm. She's a living thing that has makes a difference. I believe, and that people genuinely want to meet. Um, it's not supposed to be some like flashy thing. So people get to meet her, take a picture with her, and. Um, Raise a lot of money, and it, it ends up being a, a wholly positive experience for everyone. Oh, exactly. that's fantastic! Well, you've done great work, you know, with this, and uh, and we really appreciate you taking some time to yes, talk to so us. Yeah, yeah this, this has been fantastic. Cool. So, uh, so yeah, go go see Lil Bub if Lil Bub's going to be near you or contribute and uh, help out with all of these wonderful causes. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. All right, there we go. That was Mike, Lil Bub's owner. Of course, you can go to lilbub.com and find out where you can donate and where you can go see the cat. The cat, the cat was pretty cute. It was an adorable cat. It was an adorable cat. She was very sweet. I mean, she really just sat there the entire time on the table. So, yeah, when Mike came down, he brought down Lil Bub to, to the squeals of delight, Berlin uh-huh. and Jessica. Yes. And um, as he you know comes down and he just placed Lil Bub out on the table in front of us, we're all sitting around. And she just sat there the whole time, just 
slowly blinking and looking around, and then her head would kind of lower, and her tongue would touch the table, and then she'd, like, get back up. It was the cutest thing. Yeah. So cute. Just a little, like, snorting noises, just sitting there, just like the, like, such a classy lady. Well, very, very uh, nice of him to make some time for us. So. It was, because he didn't have to, and, no. that was, and that was very cool of him. It was really cool. So, big mm-hmm. thank you to them, and big thank you to the Everything Is Festival and Art, really, for, uh, from, for kind of facilitating all of this to, ha- to happen. Um, all right. So, moving on. So, this was just part of this random Saturday of what it turned out. So that was in the mornings after the, like, all right, we just interviewed the second most famous cat in the world. (laughs) Right. Uh, So, so there's that that happened. And then on top of that, then we, after that, you know, we're, we're like, go back. And we knew later on in the day, we were going to end up seeing Kid and Play. Which Kid and Play, yes, and I'm not joking. If you have not heard us talk about last week, Kid and Play was going to be in town, and while well, they were in town on Saturday, performing with Mixmaster Mike. So that was kind of like the bookend of what the day was going to be. That was later on. In the middle of that, um, went home to kind of do some work, and our buddy Tristan wrote me, and he's like, "Hey, there's a cornhole tournament going on. Why don't we go? Why don't we go join it?" Mm. And so, so we did. There, this is completely random. It was a cornhole tournament in a park, and. It was uh, it was kind of put on by Pabst, I think, was kind of part of it. Mm-hmm. And so we went to this thing, and and Sarah ended up coming down as well. I did. I did. As soon as and, I heard this, I'm like, wait, wait, there's there's beer and cornhole in the middle of on like an 80-degree day. That sounds right? like fun. Yeah. So so we joined a cornhole tournament, Tristan and I did, as a, as a team. And I got to say, we did pretty good. Good enough to where I think I may have pissed somebody off. An opponent that I don't know more than uh, anyone else I've ever played against. All right. You know, and I'm not the world's greatest cornhole player, but every now and then I can have times where I'm not bad. Yeah, you're either very you know, good or you're completely off. Like, But no. when you're good, you're really, really good. When I'm good, I'm good. And, and when you're bad, you're not at all. And I was going up and down <laughs> on both of those things on on uh, Saturday. So this tournament was going on. And, you know, if you've never played cornhole, you can look that up. It's the beanbag toss game, essentially. And there were all these other teams. And we kind of went through this tournament. We entered into it. You just hang out. It was, it was honestly a lot of fun. And... We get down to the finals where we're playing against this uh, couple that's they, – they were older than us. Mm. Uh, I would say the guy was probably uh, – I don't want to – I don't know, late 50s, 60s? I would say 60s. 60s? Yeah. And um, his uh, lady friend who was a little bit younger, maybe maybe 10 years younger. Sure. I'll guess. Let's just do that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to – I don't know exactly. So – the, the way it works with the pairs is I was on the side actually with uh, playing against the, the woman and, uh, and Tristan was playing against the guy. So yeah. these two were a couple and we're playing against them. And I got to say, uh, I, uh, I, I, I threw all right. I was, I was having one you of the games where I was A-okay. doing pretty good. Okay. But this woman just kept saying things to me. Like she, I could tell she didn't like me right away. You know, you ever meet somebody and you're like, you don't like me very oh, much. I could- I met the same woman. I wasn't as good. I didn't like she. She beat me when I played her, so I yeah. wasn't as good as you that particular day. Uh-huh. But she didn't like me either. Yeah, I don't think she. She wasn't a fan. She wasn't a fan of anyone. She there, wasn't I a think, fan of anything. For her gentleman color. Well, yeah. So I woke up and I, I don't even remember what her name was, and I'm just introduced myself, and she just kind of she mumbles her name and then just instantly looked away. I'm like, oh, all right, okay, that's, that's how it's going to be. That's uh, a, that's what it it's is. a competition, I guess. And I was doing well, and I kept hearing hearing her. And she wouldn't actually like look at me and say it, but it's every time I would get like a cornhole or something like that, she was sitting there like, "Yeah, motherf- you motherfucker, goddamn fucking asshole." What? And she, I could hear that, and I could hear she was she wasn't cursing herself out for playing bad; she was cursing me out. She was saying things to me, and I just kind of like look, and I was trying to like hear exactly what she was saying. Does she, she have, like, look at me in the face. or something? No, I think she was just mad because it was it was every time that I did something good. Like, a lot of times when we play cornhole, like, if it's somebody I know, I may, like, give them shit. Mm. Or otherwise, I'll get mad at myself when I do bad. 
you know, that, that's what I'll, I'll complain about. You know, I'll complain about myself. Oh, yeah. She was complaining after everything I did right. I was doing some good things. Um, th- this just happened to be on for mm-hmm. this game. And it was, it was hilarious as I'm sitting there, like, listening to her. And it actually, it didn't even make me mad. I just, I kind of enjoyed it. I'm like, of course you really, enjoyed it. I am really under your skin. Well, I mean, right you really now. have nothing to lose if you if it's already been established that she doesn't like you. Yeah, she doesn't like me. Then I mean, what do you have? Then you don't need to try to be nice. No, so at that point, if I'm just like, be, if, if she's going to be swearing at you and stuff, I mean, there's that's kind of your like free for all almost. It's kind of like that's one of like the, your happiest time ever, right? It was kind of one of the it's kind of one of the best things because I'm like, well, I I don't know you, so I don't really care. You know, if you don't like me, that's okay. That's fine. None. Everybody likes each other. Um, and on top of that, I'm doing well, and it's just, you are entertaining me so much with how angry you are. And at one point, she actually got up and left the board in the middle of the game to go talk to her husband. It was after I'd, uh, I'd had a good round, and he had to, like, calm her down before she would come back over and never looked me in the eye again, just always saying these things. I'm just saying, honestly, for me, I found that, I thought that was fun. You thought it was great. You were, I thought it was so great. I breaking her. It, and I think that made it even worse because it, it kind of made me smile every time she would get mad and like mumble things at me. It, it was, it was, it was fantastic. <laughs> it was fantastic. So anyway, that <laughs> happened. Uh, ended up getting second. They, they did end up winning. Uh, they won like two out of three. That's, that's the only side thing about that. The, oh, the results they are. They barely won. They barely, but I mean, the results are, are, you know, less, that's, that matters less to me than the entertainment of the fact of how, how much this woman wow. despised me. I mean, just the level. It was, it was pretty amazing. In the meantime, Greg, have I told you during the cornhole tournament um, that I got a really bad sunburn? Sarah. I am in so much pain. Also got sunburned, which means that she will talk about this for the next three weeks because that's <laughs> all that she will ever mention is how sore she is from her sunburn, despite the fact that there was plenty of suntan lotion available for anybody who was participating in the tournament to use for free right there. And everybody was uh, advocated to use that. And uh, somebody refused to and said that she wanted to get burned and now she's burned and now she won't stop talking about it. I am very it. badly burned. Yes, I've, I'm, I'm very sorry for, your, for the plight. Thank you. In. I appreciate yeah. it. I appreciate your sincerity in dealing with this topic. Well, so, so that happened. And then uh, later that day was time to go see Kid and Play. And so we actually went downtown uh, to downtown Portland. So we went from downtown to interview uh, a famous internet cat. Back to Southeast Portland to play in an all-day cornhole tournament <laughs> with free beer, then go back downtown <laughs> to go see. It was it was a good day. Play. It was a good yeah. day. I cannot complain. You know, not every day is a awesome fun day like that. Sometimes you have them. You know, it just kind of happened that way. So yeah, went back downtown to interview Kid and Play, but it was also the Starlight Parade, and of course, I uh, our, our new obsession with Periscope is continuing. Although Sarah seems to be really become more obsessed with it. So follow us. I am not Twitter. obsessed with it. I just did a couple of them. Oh, you did maybe like, after a couple you of did beverages. Like Ten of them on Saturday. I know. I changed a lot of them back to no replay option. <laughs> I was like, okay, oh, you did saw. you? Oh, now I'm going to have to double check them. that. A couple of them. All right. So at Fun Emp Radio is where you can follow us on Twitter. And Periscope, of course, is live video that will be broadcast. Uh, download the Periscope app and just follow us, and then you'll see, like, when we pop up, it'll uh, it'll let you know that we're live streaming some video mm-hmm. online. And this happened to be downtown Portland where they were having a, a big parade. It's called the Starlight Parade. It's a big parade in the, uh, at nighttime. At night, so it's all, like, twinkly lights and glow yeah. sticks and... Yeah, and all that stuff. Razzle-dazzle. Sure, razzle dazzle. There's a lot of razzle dazzle. Yeah, so that was going on downtown, the same place uh, at the same time as the Kid in Place concert. And there's a bunch of uh, videos that Sarah posted, which I will double check which ones are replay or, or, or not for replay, where she was uh, going around and interviewing some certain certain random people mm-hmm. downtown <laughs> and getting into the middle of traffic. I thought you were going to get in trouble actually at one point because there was a blocked off street. But it oh, was and also- I was talking to that crazy girl. 
Uh, no, not then. No, there was another time actually where you were in the middle of the street, and I was trying to get video of you oh, videoing right outside of the Roseland. Yeah, because I was trying yeah, to go you, out they, there. The police were not happy with you. They were not happy. With they me. were not happy with. They, Sarah. Had, they had bigger fish to fry, though. Yeah, because there were a lot of like crazy people around. You were an issue though for a minute because I actually watched the police officers talking to each other mm-hmm. and looking at you, and then uh, trying. That's why to you get do it really fast. I went over really quick, to look like filmed a little thing, and then jump back on the sidewalk. I don't think it was as quick as you thought it was. <laughs> it was so quick. We don't, don't need to like. Think... We don't need to be all fucking. Okay, no, I'm just saying. Right. That's why I'm saying people need to watch these videos. So anyway, that's uh, that's part of our Periscope account. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, then end up going to see Kid in Play and. Kid and play. <laughs> Mr. Jenky in the live chat who was watching there said every single Periscope included Sarah getting bitched at to move. Yeah. Well, see, that's, that's why you need to watch them. That's, I know. That's fine if you want to see me getting scolded. It's you getting scolded. <laughs> so then we ended up going to the Kid and Play concert and concert. Is concert the right thing? Kid I, and would, play show? I don't know. It was not what do you very call long. Rap? I don't know. Well, no. Would you call it you a call concert? It a show. Would you call it a concert or a show? I don't, I, I don't know. Why are you asking me? Well, I'm, I'm, well because I'm trying to determine whether, what you would call this. So Kid and Play performed, and then Mixmaster Mike was there uh, from the Beastie Boys, uh, you know, and being Mix, Mixmaster Mike, not just the Beastie Boys, mm-hmm. um, was performing. So what, would, that be a, would that be a concert? No, I think that would be just like a show. That would be a show? on a show. be a performance? Or, yeah. The Kid and Play performance or Kid and Play show? I'm not sure. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Well, anyway, they, they didn't perform too long. That was... Uh, that was part of it. They did. They did probably three songs. Yeah, it was. It was pretty short. Yeah, and they and they talked a little bit on it, but I mean, it wasn't advertising as a, as a whole lot more. Yeah, than that. and yeah, and it was it was cool for what it was to at least be able to to see them in person. And part of it, I will say, uh, Tristan and I, when we were uh, waiting for the Cornell tournament, like you had some uh, some time off. We did uh, we did learn part of the kid and play dance. <laughs> you did. If you don't know what the kid and play dance is, you can look that up. We found a site that was clearly uh, how to teach white people how to do the kid and play dance, and we 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 did that. We did we did the kid and play dance. Mm. Yeah, so it was it was all right. So Keelan, amazing. who was also there at the kid and play show or uh, appearance, he says it's appearance. So since they and they, I thought it was shorter than that. They only did one song. Okay. Yeah, so I guess it, like one song, but they were kind of interjecting, talking about it. Okay. So I said that was an that was an appearance. Okay. So it was an appearance by Kid and Play, and a show with Mixmaster Mike. Okay, so you have to you have to break them up like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, because they had already done something earlier in the night. They hosted a screening of the movie, which which we missed. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, we did learn the uh, the Kid and Play dance. There you is video the evidence of that. Actually, amazing. that's on Periscope. On the Periscope account too. I know we're plugging that, but I mean, we've been having some fun with it. So download the Periscope app. I mean, just... who knows? You know that Greg and I get distracted easily. So I mean, we might not talk about this next week, but right now we love it. <laughs> yeah, just just follow at Fun Amp Radio, and that's uh-huh. how you can see that. So yeah, we did that anyway. It was a, it was a lot of fun. It was cool to see uh, Kid and Play. They did they did the one song, I guess it was, mm. and uh, and yeah, it was it was really awesome. So I want to thank uh, the Everything Is Festival for for working that out, and um, yeah, it was it was a good time. It was, it was cool. a good time. And then I time. ended the night by stepping over a bunch of drunk, crazy people uh, laying on the street and getting a piece of pizza <laughs> and walking down the street from Dante. So it's perfect. Off it was into a perfect, the night. Off into the night. It was a, por- a perfect Portland day, <laughs> day slash night. Well, there we go. There so we go. it was uh, it was fun. So yeah, that mm. was uh, that was a good time. Yep. Um, Greg, have I told you that I'm sunburned? Ow. Uh, Chris in the chat says, I need a Periscope with Greg and T doing the dance. There is one on there. There is one, and I did that. That's still there. Yeah. I believe that's under uh, Greg and Play, or it, it's it's some, like, pun for Kid and Play, but with, like, you and Tristan's names. It's on there. It's magic. I don't know, because I haven't rewatched really it. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> oh, hello there, my friends. 
My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Hi, 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 hello. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right, Greg, this first story that I found is more, it's a story slash conversational piece. Of course, somebody's in our parking lot right now. If you hear clanging, it's the dumpster. Um, So this is a conversation piece slash story. I wanted to see what you think about this because I don't believe I do this. Because I know that the stuff that I talk about really has happened to me, but I'm wondering if you might fall under the other 52%. Wait, wait a minute. Okay. All right. All so, right. Me, so a new study has come out, and it is uh, now being said that half of the people who tell stories that they deem to be exciting or some or emotional, some sort of uh, where you get like a really good response from the person that you're telling it to, might actually be retelling the story, and it might not be theirs in the first place. So that's what is being said. This new study is saying that more than half of people who tell exciting stories are actually retelling a repackaged version of a story that somebody else has told. Wait, so you're saying people are lying? They're hearing other stories and then they're not like they're they're not telling. Are you saying I didn't go see a kid and play? I don't know if you did. Meet little Bob and I didn't. Well, making why would anybody lie about making a lady mad in a cornhole? I don't know. Nobody would be excited about that except for me. So I know that one's unreachable. Well, this new research has come out saying 53% of people people have their own anecdotes told back to them after they've actually told someone something. Yeah, researchers. What? On purpose? So people are are lying. So it isn't so much that they're lying as it is people are now, uh, it's now being claimed as a thing that it's called memory borrowing. What? That's called lying. It's always called lying. Mm -hmm. Memory borrowing? Yes. What? So the study has revealed nearly half of people have admitted to passing off a good story they heard from another person as something that happened. As themselves. something of their own? Yes. Uh, 53% said that they've even heard someone else retelling one of their own stories claiming it was theirs. What? Yeah. That is weird. Isn't that bizarre? Now, do you think that you've ever accidentally taken somebody's story? I certainly do not think so, no. <laughs> um... No, if if it happened to somebody else, I've told stories of friends, and I'll be like, "This happened to my friend," mm-hmm. you know, and I'll, I'll tell their story to someone if it's something that's like applicable to the situation. Well, see, and but I won't insert myself into it as though it happened to me. One of the things with the research, it's claiming that people uh, like to hear stories based on a firsthand account, and not you saying something that happened to your other friend. So they say, therefore, taking yeah. out the extra part and just saying yeah, but, that it happened to you makes a more engaging conversation. Yeah, but that's lying. That is lying. That's not, I that's know. That's not how it works. And yeah, I don't oh, think that you can memory do it bar. People are trying to come up with an excuse for lying. I'm sorry. I don't. I'm not an habitual liar. I just. I'm, I'm memory borrowing. Oh, it's I a thought disorder it happened that to I have. Me. Somebody told me about it, and I thought that that was my memory, but it was theirs. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is not. That is not okay. Are people out there telling our stories for something else? I mean, that would be like me being. Uh, well, you know, sorry. That's I mean, fine. I mean, growing up in Bremerton, it was just really weird. I was at this. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, I went to this house, and I was kind of overlooking this uh, parking lot, and it's kind of a weird section of Bremerton. And I saw this guy get stabbed. Oh, yeah, that know? happened. Yeah, we didn't do anything. That happened well, to me. I did also share that story because my friend Taneo was there, so we both saw it happen. Uh, no, that happened to me. I don't know why <laughs> you're saying that. Yeah. I well, I mean, I think claiming these things most there. of the shit that actually happens to us sometimes you know, sounds like You the best like concert I ever up. saw oh my God, was uh, just... when I went and saw Arcade Fire. It was just the, the greatest show. Arcade Fire the was best a shows. good show. Not yeah, the best. See, you would know I'm lying if I said that. No. Well, maybe you are. Maybe, like, the true Greg is coming out. Maybe you really have liked Arcade Fire all this time. No. You just started lying about it. No. All right, so one of the uh, points of comparison they use in said <laughs> research is uh, when news anchor Brian Williams became recently suspended after being caught uh, lying about his reporting in the Iraq War. Uh-huh. And um, so 
It's like so it's called memory borrowing, which also leads to the creation of false memories. So they're saying this is kind of a disorder. It's not a disorder. It's lying. Where if you're taking somebody else's memories, then implant, like saying them as if they're your own, it creates false memories inside of the person okay. telling them. Maybe maybe there is some kind of actual disorder that maybe affects like 2% of the people. It's like the people who have gluten allergies. Mm. If you have actual gluten allergies, like, like real, real gluten al- allergies – it's a very small percentage that have the real thing, and it really sucks for those people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that claim to go gluten-free, may claim – I know I'm going to stir stuff up right now – that may claim it, but you, if you don't actually have the allergy, it is different. Mm. It is different than I'm gluten-free because I choose to. Oh, I'm my gosh. Because we, I have to. We tackle the tough topics here, you guys. We're tough actually topics. being combative about gluten. No, that shit drives me nuts because I, I've read up on it. It's Greg, like 2% of the population. Too, too far, Greg. <laughs> too but, far, but the same thing with this thing. Greg's opinions on gluten are slow, so, are solely Greg Nibbler's. Right, maybe we need opinions. something. Thing. Yeah, we need, we need, clearly need that because there's going to be some angry people. You're glutenist, Greg. I'm glutenist, Greg. I'm a glutenist. No, unless you actually have it, then it sucks. <laughs> but people with this that are claiming this now, a whole bunch of people are going to be claiming that. Oh no, I'm not a liar. I'm a memory borrower. It's just, it's something that I've got, and you know, it's, uh, it's, it's really difficult, really difficult of. What I what I go through when I'm when I'm talking about what it what it's very typical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's lying, lying. That's what that is. All right, so this is it, it's super creepy at, at the at, at the least. So um, so in the study after it was concluded, it was concluded that the behaviors appear with the memory bar memory borrowing and story borrowing. Uh, the behaviors appear primarily motivated by a desire to permanently incorporate somebody else's experience into your own autobiographical record. So it's you appropriating somebody else's experience. And uh, then just like perpetually saying that was my experience. Yeah, and then like like capturing it as your memory and claiming as if it happened to you. Wow. That's some like single white female shit. I mean – yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's pretty strange. Uh, other reasons that it says that this happens uh, include temp- uh, include to temporarily create a more coherent or engaging conversational exchange, so a social connection but with someone else. It's still lying. Mm-hmm. That's that's fake. And so they say simplifying, uh, conveying someone else's interesting experience and making it your own for convenience, or making oneself look good by telling a story that didn't happen to you but happened to someone you know, aka status enhancement. Wow. Yes. I mean, what we do here on the show, because this is this is our job, is to have these conversations and talk about stuff that happened to us. Like, we may streamline a story. You know, I may streamline something oh, yeah. that happened to me or... Or, or take out names. Or take out or names. change the location. Or may leave out, like, a part of it or something like yeah. that if it's not appropriate or if it doesn't really matter to the story. But that's because that's our job is to keep this thing flowing. Sometimes it works well. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, it's just like anything else. Um, but to straight up lying mm. and or taking someone else's story, that's even worse than lying that's to me. Rick, that's worse than lying. Our friend Rick in the chat said that's like going to a bank with a gun and then calling it money borrowing. Yeah. It's, that's totally. No, that's not cool. <laughs> also, there you have it. That's an excuse for someone else stealing your shit. Uh, is, it's called uh, – it's a disorder now. That is memory borrowing. Do you think there's somebody out there that's going to say, like, oh, man, my day on Saturday, so here's what I did. I went to this little bub. And then I, I don't went- know. Well, I remember in the days of MySpace, in the days of MySpace, like 10 years ago, uh, somebody created a fake profile pretending to be me. Oh, yeah. I it remember was, you talking about yeah, that. Yeah, but, that's- they, but it was weird, but they didn't take my stuff. They were, like, saying, like, they were huge into country, and, like, it was very strange. That's odd. They took the basics of me, like, works in radio, does blah, 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 like, mm-hmm. but then changed the things that I liked, which was almost creepier, actually. That That is creepier. Yeah. That, that is very creepy. Yeah. Huh. That is weird. 
All right. I know there's an excuse for everything. Memory borrowing. Excuse for everything. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, I wasn't lying. Uh, memory borrowing. Memory borrowing. All right. Uh, Greg, I do have a question for you. Of course, you're talking about meeting Lil Bub this Saturday. You mm-hmm. might or might not have done that. That might be somebody else's memory. But when you were near said Lil Bub. It's not me. It wasn't me all along. When you were near said Lil Bub. Did you, did you know I don't actually live in a house in southeast Portland? In a I converted converted, attic. In a converted <laughs> attic. Um, Greg, when we met Lil Bub, I need to ask you a serious question mm-hmm. now. Okay. Did Lil Bub come close or did Lil Bub, did she lick your eyeball? No. Okay, no eyeball licking. No, no I did co- not get close enough to. Okay, no I cat. Don't get close enough to strangers' cats. Too. Okay. So no cat recently has licked your eyeballs? No, I don't like to put my eyeballs near a strange animal's face. All right, well, that's animal. good because uh, now a woman from Omaha, Nebraska is saying that because a cat licked her eyeball, it has caused her to go blind. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes, uh, an Omaha, the... Nebraska woman woke up to discover she had gone blind in one eye after it was licked by a cat. What? Uh, so Janice Walters, and she said uh, in the story that came out this past weekend, she says, I woke up one day and couldn't see out of my left eye. I looked in the mirror and it looked like I had pink eye or something. Uh, Janice Walters said her case baffled doctors for a month until she mentioned she had a cat, which, after she came to think of it, had recently licked her on the eyeball before the situation occurred. That's when... Janice Walters was diagnosed with a real disease named cat scratch disease. Cat scratch fever? I know. I thought it was cat scratch fever, but it's, it's cat scratch disease. So, um, so I didn't realize that so many cats carry this. So uh, my friends who are cat owners, keep your cat from licking okay, your yeah, eye. Th- th- good question here. Is why, why was the cat licking her eye? Why I don't was know. her face near the eye? Maybe the cat was like, licking her blink? nose or something. Why, I don't, well, number I one, don't, don't let the cat do that either. Well, it's basically like sandpaper because cats have those sandpaper tongues. So that would be like scraping your she, eye. She just like held her eye open and let the cat lick it? Her, I don't think she held her eye open to have the cat lick it. Ugh. All right, but uh, so my friends who uh, have, uh, have felines, attention to you. So the Center for Disease Control notes that about 40% of cats – uh, carry the bacterium that causes this disease within their lifetime. So uh, the disease usually takes hold when an infected cat scratches or bites a person or licks an open wound. So uh, this is more common than you think. So doctors don't but So in this woman's case, though, it looks like it might have permanently blinded her. The doctors say they don't know if she'll ever be able to see out of her left eye again. Um, so what's recommended by the Center for Disease Control is that people wash their hands after they play with their pets and clean wounds from cats immediately. Pet owners are also advised to avoid rough play with cats that could would cause the feline to bite or scratch you. Wow. And I think the bottom, bottom, bottom line is don't let a cat lick your eyeball. Yeah. Don't do that. That seems like common sense. It, it's common sense. But it seems like, like common sense. I just want to put it out there in case yeah. you know, you're not thinking. Yeah. Wow. That is really weird. Did you ever tell you the time I, I was, when I was a kid, I had a pet cat and I like, you know, it was like kind of, I was petting it and it got close to my face and it kind of licked my eyeball and it went like partially blind for a while. Mm-hmm. That's no. That happened to me. That's, that's your story? You. Mm-hmm. That's That really happened to you? Mm-hmm. Well, that's your survivor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Last week, uh, last Friday, I believe, uh, I had the story about the Florida man who was slashing uh the Florida woman's tires mm-hmm. because she took his good spot in the bingo hall. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, now, not uh, this isn't tires, but yet another Florida man sits behind bars on $100,000 bail after allegedly cutting his roommate's, not tires, but uh, cutting his roommate's leg with a box cutter because they were in a fight over a dirty towel on the ground. Oh, wow. Pick your battles, people. Yeah. Pick your battles. Well, I mean, it can get a little gross. I don't think that's box cutter worthy. 
You don't think it's it's box cutter to the leg worthy? No. A dirty towel? No. All right. Well, uh, this guy's name is John Herrick, Florida man, 54 years young, was arrested after police in Cape Corral, Florida, got a call from a neighbor who overheard a heated argument in the home. Uh, so he said. So he said that he was uh, the neighbor's name is Pete. Uh, he said he was walking home from the park, passed by a house, and a guy came running out with another guy yelling at him. One of the guys was carrying a very large stick. Um, the other one was carrying a box cutter. Uh, it was determined that John Herrick, uh, the Florida man, the 54 year old Florida man, was intoxicated when him and his roommate no. started to bicker about a dirty towel on the floor of the bathroom. Uh, Herrick then allegedly cut his roommate's legs with a bo- uh, box cutter. Uh, he carried on his tool belt before he ran away. Um, the roommate was taken to the hospital where he was released. On, <laughs> he was okay. Uh, Herrick returned, returned home when he saw the ambulance and was arrested on charge of uh, aggravated battery using a deadly weapon. He is still sitting in jail from still from over the weekend on $100,000 bail. $100,000 $100, He must that? have a record. Yeah, there's got to be something there. That's, that's record worthy right there. $100,000. Problem is, too, it's his roommate. So what, he gets out and they just have to go back to live together? I suppose so. That seems rather uncomfortable. I know. That seems like it would be an awkward situation for all. Yeah. And there you have it, my friends. That is your world of crazy. Crazy. That's awesome. All right, let's do a little bit of ball. Time. All right. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. All right, first up, I do want to say this. I made a prediction over the weekend, and it was a test prediction that I made. What is a test Regarding prediction? a match. So, Patch from Cincinnati asked me to predict something, which was uh, uh, Alton Vista, Something like that. AV versus Arsenal. That's what you're going to call it, AV. AV. And I believe... A lot of people misheard what I predicted because Arsenal did win 4-0, to zero, and that was a test to make sure people were listening I don't correctly. believe anyone misheard. A lot of people thought misheard. I said AV, but it was pretty clear that I said Arsenal would, would win, and they did, in fact, win. I am pretty sure anyone with ears who heard you knows that you said that it was uh, going to be an upset, and Alta Vista was going to win. No, I don't think so. Okay, great. I don't think that happened. Mm-hmm. All right, so there we go. That, uh, that did happen over the weekend. Moving on in ball talk, we've got this. Johnny Manziel, back in the news. Johnny Manziel. Is that Johnny Football? Back in the news. Yes, that is Johnny Football. And he is in the news for this. So, of course, he went to rehab over the summer, and he had a bunch of different stuff happen with that. So he's trying to get clean up his act, clean up his image, become the uh, official starter for the Cleveland Browns at quarterback. They're still not even sure if that's going to happen or not. But he is back in the news now for an altercation that occurred. And that altercation is this. So he was at a golf tournament as a spectator. And during this tournament, there was a fan, apparently an 18-year-old man who was a fan, that uh, allegedly kept harassing him, asking for autographs and different kinds of things and, like, saying stuff to him. Yeah. So Manzel allegedly, like, walked away from the guy a few times, was hanging out at the pool of the hotel at the resort, on Saturday when the, this 18-year-old man again approached him. The Johnny, same guy? Same guy. Johnny Manziel needs better security. So anyway, this guy approached him, and it ended up in becoming kind of an altercation where there was almost a fight that was going to happen. And Manziel ended up throwing a water bottle at the guy. 
So allegedly, he said the guy had been asking him for an autograph for about two hours. Whether or not he actually gave him the autograph or not, I don't know. At this point, I think he would just give him the damn autograph and make him go away. Yeah. But he did end up throwing a water bottle at the kid. Okay. And the kid, um, uh, well, the police ended up arriving for this thing. So the police showed up, turned into a giant thing where he was inter- or Mansell was interviewed, whether or not it was assault. And the kid was interviewed on whether or not he wanted to press charges because a water bottle was thrown at him. Turns out the kid did decide not to press charges. However, this is just enough public um, – this is enough of a, of a public altercation for Johnny Manziel that this could affect some more stuff with his career as he's trying to rebuild his image. You don't want to be on on the news for throwing a water bottle at people. Yeah. You just got to suck it up. I'm sure this kid was probably a, a douchebag, though. Yeah. I'm going to guess this kid was, well, a, was an asshole. he needs to get some security or something. But yeah, I mean, you, you get somebody between him and, you know, a kid that he's eventually, that's going to make him so mad that he's going <laughs> to... Yeah, keep, keep some people away from you. Yeah. yeah, keep some keep some people away from you. Get, get some security and just block it out because, you know, regardless of whether the guy's an ass or not, you still can't throw a water bottle at him. Mm-hmm. So there we go. All right, moving on to ball talk. We've got this. Uh, so the continuing scandal with FIFA is going on, and there's a bunch of different things that uh, that are going on with it. However, one of them, one of the funniest things, is showing how out of touch these FIFA officials really were with the actual world. So there's a FIFA representative by the name of Danny Jordan, uh, who said that oh, he is head, head of South Africa's. Um, organization, mm. and he said that they paid $10 million for the 2010 World Cup, a $10 million bribe for the World Cup, and uh, that is just one of the things. And at the same time, there is also the scandal that's going on you know, regarding Russia and, and uh, the UAE, where the European Federation is threatening to completely boycott the 2018 World Cup. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, so they're, they're threatening to do that, and that would completely tank that. Also, there is this. Here it is. This is the article I was trying to pull up. This actually happened. This actually uh, went on, where a former vice president of FIFA, whose name is Jack Warner, was in the news. So this guy is trying to come out and defend himself. He's one of the ones who was arrested for for the scandal, and he's made all these public videos now where he went back to his to his uh, home country and had a big celebration where he's dancing and they're playing like every little thing's going to be all right. Talking about these charges against him for all of this scandal stuff, you know, taking bribes and being basically a corrupt asshole. He put out a video where he tried to defend himself. I'll just play just a little bit of the video okay. um, that we've got on here. So this is, this is just a little piece of this guy trying to... So this is him trying to talk to the common man? Talk to the common man <laughs> and talk about his defense. Good day to my viewers on Warner TV. I want to say that this past week has been a most trying one for me, a most difficult one. After spending some 30 years in FIFA, 30 consecutive years, 15 years almost as FIFA vice president, to have had these charges leveled at me, without any question of any kind on me, left me totally surprised. Okay, so that's part of it. That's the, the beginning FIFA, of it. Seb Blatter has been reelected for a fifth consecutive term. If I was so bad, and if FIFA is so bad, how come the head of FIFA is not? And then I looked to see that FIFA has frantically announced 2015. 2015, this year, this year, uh, um, um, Olympic final in the World Cup 
beginning May 27. If the FIFA is so bad, why is it the USA wants to keep the FIFA World Cup? Why is it they began games on May 27th? May 27th, two days be- before FIFA election. Okay, let me explain what that was. Yeah, all That's right, enough. do it. What he's, post- he's holding up in this video is a, a printout of an article that he read online. Okay. And... Uh, and it's an article saying that FIFA frantically grants U.S. extra World Cup for this year. That, of course, would never happen. Mm-hmm. Because the, the World Cup was last year, 2014, and they go every four years. They're saying that he, he's saying that, according to this article, FIFA has frantically granted another World Cup to the United States. What he's holding up is an article from The Onion <gasps> that he held up as true. And none of his people US... actually thought to be like, hey. No, this is how out of touch this guy is with reality. That he held up an Onion article and he's saying, why would they grant the U.S., you know, uh, why would they grant the U.S. another a World Cup? Like, how can this be the, the U.S. is corrupt too? That is what it all comes down to. Oh, boy. And yes, people are posting, uh, talking about the John Oliver thing. John Oliver, uh, which if you don't watch his show, he did a fantastic job. I just finally saw that last night. And John Oliver did a great job of breaking down what was going on with FIFA and... I mean, like everything he does. He did a fantastic job with oh, it. It's like awesome. a 10-minute like rant on FIFA and what, what they do. But yeah, this guy, this Jack Warner guy, fell for an Onion article saying that the World Cup was, that an extra World Cup was being granted to the United States for today. Then why are we such bad guys? <laughs> yeah, that is, that is what is going on there. Wow. So there we go. This is just going to keep on happening. And I know, I like how finally I think the U.S. is getting interested in this. As I said, my prediction, there will be a full-on movie made of this within three years, and it's going to be a blockbuster. I know, and even if you're not... It'll be a blockbuster. Even if you're not a sports person, you're not a soccer person, I mean, like, this is, uh, this is affecting the world. This is, uh, like, global-scale multi, corruption. Multi-multi-billion dollar mm. entity. I mean, it controls, I mean, country, entire countries advocate for these things and billions and billions of dollars are being spent on different FIFA World Cup events, especially World Cup events. It is going to be huge, And be, but the more outlandish these things that come out, which are all true, it's like a lot of the allegations, like the guy who had a $6,000 a month apartment for his cats in New York, um, it's going to make a great movie. I'm telling you, it's going to be good. Wow. It is going to be a good movie. So when it does come out. Anyway, that's it. That, my friends, concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Yeah, even I find the soap opera of that entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's going to be really, uh, it's, it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. So yeah, they're tearing down stuff all over the place to try to put up, like in the United Arab Emirates, they're building all these stadiums and all that kind of stuff and tearing things up. I mean, it reminds me when I was a kid when we had this, this uh, country club tried to come into town and like tear down a bunch of our, our places where we lived. You know, and then a, kind of a group of us got together and we just had to kind of fight back against the corruption of what it was. We ended up, you know, we, we realized, you know, it was our time and, and we, we found this map in my buddy's, my buddy's attic and we ended up uh, like hunting down this whole, this whole treasure that had been buried in the, in the town where I grew up, you know, and there were these criminals that came out and it just kind of reminds me, reminds me of uh, fighting the corruption. That these guys are doing. We did. We did find the treasure. It was really cool. Oh, you did, were you able news. to save the town? Yeah, we we saved the town. Oh, I mean, we saved goodness. it. We saved the country club from taking it over. Oh, that's. Yeah, it was. It was really cool. Something. Just one of those things that I did. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Whole it's mo- one whole of your lot. favorite memories. Mm, it's one of my favorite memories. God, my buddy Mouth. He was. He was funny. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Coming up, 
later today on Funnel Point Radio. There will be no drive time to drive in today, but uh, Aaron will be back with that next week. Also, thank you everyone for tuning in. Yes, and also we're going to figure out, and we're going to figure out a new. So, just so you know, it's Monday, so you might have noticed that Aaron's not here. He has a new work schedule, so we're going to try and work around that and see what we can make uh, work for the foreseeable future. Sure. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right, you guys are fantastic. Again, I just I can't say that enough. Follow us on Twitter at Funemp Radio, at Greg Nibbler, at Sarah X Dylan. Tune in. It is. uh, It's. uh, It's. I don't even know what to say. It's just it's just awesome doing this show every day, and we really yes. appreciate you guys listening. And thank you for sharing the show, because that stuff does help out. Willamette Week's Best of Portland voting, I think, is going to be starting up this week sometime. Yeah, it's not yet, we'll but, but we're going to be whoring that. the shit out of that, just so you guys know, just for future reference. Yeah. Yes. It'll be good. It'll be good. So thank you so much, and I believe we have a special guest coming in tomorrow. Oh! Yes, indeed. Oh, that's very exciting. Yes, All indeed. of our guests are special. All of our though. guests are special. So we have yet another special guest coming in tomorrow. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And don't forget to go to funemploymentradio.com slash store and uh, pick up some uh, swag. Swag? Yeah. Isn't it swag? 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 I swag? don't know. I don't know. That was a hard ass. Go to funemploymentradio.com slash store and pick yourself up something. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Back up, bye. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. 